No turning back, no turning back. I was singing old hymnals mm-hmm. all morning. I used to play piano for a church. And I'd sing them. I play them on piano. Oh. Just a quick update. The podcast title changed. She's on top is evidently taken by like 16 different people. So it is now Coffee and Kinks. Welcome to episode two. I am exhausted. Just to preface this, if I sound, uh, it's because I am um, dealing with the loss of a family member this week and pretty stressful week overall, but we're here. I'm just taking notes. Look, sorry, I didn't mean to be. No, I'm just sighing because I'm tired. No, because everyone listening, I was taking notes on my phone. Because I know, look, there's still going to be a level of spontaneity to this. I just, but there's a lot of stuff to cover. And I want to make sure I, I I'm just gonna have a a, a general uh, skeleton plan, but I'm gonna shoot from the hip because it's fun. And I heard some people gave us some feedback, and they're like, they like that. I felt like I was in the room with you. Yeah, we just have like a topic in mind, but we don't really rehearse anything. So today's topic is monogamy. Nice. <laughs> Mono singular. So, um, I'm trying to think where we can start. Ooh, that sound on the mic is good. Uh, Like, uh, how Western culture sees monogamy, then our take on it. That's basically what this episode's going to be. A couple things to clarify uh, is, uh, let's see, can can we tell them the plan? Sure. The plan. (laughs) Just with a little less enthusiasm, though. I'm exhausted. Okay, I'm just messing around. I'll I'll carry us today. Mm. We're going to a... uh, club tonight i'll have to ask him if that's okay i don't think he would mind because i've listened to his podcast and he doesn't share he's not a kiss and tell share details but it's essentially like a swingers club mm-hmm. and um you know stephanie and i've you know been with each other for over three years and this is something we've talked about and wanted to explore and think it can be you know something we can enjoy and Together, and it could be an experience. Um, and you know, there's enough trust between us where that's something we want, we want to try. And so, tonight we are going to that. And so, she had this idea that we could talk about that today. And yeah, and for, for whoever's listening, it was actually my idea to go to this thing just because I feel like. I just remember how I was in the past, and I feel like women in general would be like, oh, well, it's probably, like, the guy's idea. Like, it was actually mine. Um, I mean, like, we have talked about it a lot, and um, Eric has a little bit more, like, background with experimenting than I do, but but I've always wanted to, and he's very open to that. And so then I did research, and we've been trying to talk for a long time about how to do it, like, how best to, like, explore, because I am bisexual, and I, like... You know, we talked about the option of going on dating apps and, like, maybe, like, if I meet a girl and then we meet up with her. But I just, I didn't really love that idea. I would rather just kind of, like, go somewhere and meet people with the intention that we're going to explore that night. And so that's where the idea of a sex club came from. And I was like, how does one go about finding that? But it's L.A. There must be some here. So I went on Reddit and I started to find, you know, some forums and stuff. And I stumbled across this club called Boca Negra that's newer. And yeah, like Eric said, the the guy who founded it has a podcast. You know, we've listened to it. 
Um, we're actually friends with him on Instagram now. Like we've we've vetted it. It seems pretty legit. They rent out a mansion in Los Angeles, different secret location every time. They vet the people that go just to give everyone some context of like what's happening. No single here. guys around. Yeah, single which is nice. Is creepy. Yeah, like no single dudes allowed. You either have to be in a couple or single women only. Which as a woman makes me feel safer going into it. As a guy, that makes me feel better, dude. I don't want some guy's dick in my face. Yeah, like every guy. <laughs> Well, you're probably still going to have dicks in your face. Well, you know what I mean. Every guy there is in a couple, though. (laughs) I've been watching a lot of Chappelle, so if I spurt, like, really obscene stuff, you know, you'll know why. But just to kind of set the scene of what we're going to, like, it's it's something that's, like, really vetted. Like, you bring your own alcohol, so you don't have to worry about something happening there. Um, They vet the people. Like, you literally have to apply. You have to pay the location secret. Like, so we're, we're excited to go try this out tonight. And then... One other thing I wanted to add to that is, like, since I am so new to this world and still, like, not completely comfortable, I I have asked Eric, like, I'm not comfortable doing full swaps or anything like that. Like, no sex with other people for whoever's listening. Like, that's where I'm at. I want... I'm not comfortable with that I yet. Understand. I may never be. I need some sincerity, but I want... I really, you know... I, I've, I've learned... I don't even know where to begin. You know, I, what I like about this is she's... Stephanie described it very well, but what I like about this place, from what it seems, like we really did vet it out, and yeah. it really seems to they want to prioritize the comfortability of the women there, which I love, and I yeah. think it's a good idea. I think, um, and so I really, you know, I, I was thinking I was going to touch at some things I said in the last podcast, but I really want everything to be based on her comfortability. Like, obviously. It's going to be hard, like it has to do with sex, but I always want her to be comfortable in whatever she's doing, and that's that's important. Um, yeah, because, like, I want to enjoy this, too. So, like, how I've said it to Eric is, like, it, it actually, like, it really was my idea. He's the one who's like, are you sure? Are you sure you want to go do this? And I said, yeah, but I just want to make sure there's, like, we had a lot of talks this week included. I'm like, I want, I want to make sure there's no expectations of what I will or will not do I would rather just go and if I even just want to like be there and observe I want to observe if I feel comfortable in the moment but like I just don't want to promise how I'm going to feel because I can't know until I'm there and I do want to enjoy it so I don't want to go too fast and then ruin the experience even for myself I understand that makes and I agree with that but we're doing it now but the eve the day of before we've gone yeah so we're recording like, this it's tonight it's kind of like those tv shows where we're gonna leave you in suspense of what's gonna happen to these two <laughs> they were never seen again but if you don't hear from us next week i was gonna make some eyes wide shut co- joke yeah about we disappeared that. at a at a sex party in hollywood <laughs> so i mean that shit actually happens i don't know anyway okay welcome to the podcast we've given you a lot of preliminary stuff mm-hmm. um I did take some notes, but again, as we shared for the people who have listened or if you didn't listen before, uh, we come, Stephanie and I both come from somewhat, I think her a little bit less, but I I come from a a religious background being Methodist for Catholicism, two decades. (laughs) We were the Protestant group. For me. I went to a a Methodist college and, you know, they made me learn theology. And I'm not saying that to just be like, oh, look at me. It's more so like. Um, Your background. It's my background, and I, I've been exposed to things. So I'm trying my best to show you that there's, I don't want to say free from bias, but that I am aware of different sides, and it's not just I'm for everything, or I'm, you know what I mean? So let's put it, the reason I'm saying that is the concept of monogamy. I'm willing to bet a majority of the people you know, they're monogamous, right? And but So we can say, Stephanie and I are monogamous. Yeah. 
we believe I, I like monogamy. I think it's wonderful. I think it's um, I, I love it. I feel like her and I, we, you can grow off each other and grow with that one person and, and be able to depend on them. And there's somebody that it's, it's a symbiotic relationship and you both help each other grow. And I really do subscribe to that. However, um, you know, we're sexual beings. We're human. We, you know, we all, everyone says, so it's okay. We find other people attractive. We have, you know, she's said she's bisexual. She wants to explore. And I think that I'm okay with that. I want her to explore. I want, you know, I want us to explore and, and, and enjoy ourselves too, you know, while we're young. Um, when I, when I, I like to talk about religion firsthand because, you know, especially in our culture, a majority of, in Western culture, it's we're Christian. This country, you know, we're founded by. I'm trying to not to go off on a tangent, but like you know, this is a mostly a religious nation and founded by Puritans. And monogamy is so ingrained in in, in our culture, mm-hmm. um, in the concept of marriage. Marriage. I, I like the idea again of marriage. And um, however, you know, marriage. Actually, I heard this from. I don't remember who was discussing this. There was some podcast I was listening to, and it was like a. Um, Marriage was actually, oh, it was Dan Savage. I know some people know who that is, but he's a brilliant uh, sex column guy. I'm totally stealing from him. He's from Seattle, my, my hometown. And he said that too. It was purely economical. Marriage hundreds of years ago was purely economical. There was, it was devoid of love. They did it because like lords wanted their, their kids to marry so they can combine power and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, it was a business transaction. Exactly. You come to the America, you know, time during our country and the, the pilgrims come here and then you still see those traditions today. Marriage is very traditional. It's the man, the father walking the daughter down the aisle because she's essentially property and there's a dowry. You know, we see that still today. And a lot of that, like... You know, I just, I had to think about the roots of that, and I, I don't know if I subscribe to all of that. I'm like, you know what I mean? I'm not religious anymore. Why why, why am I, you know what I mean? So wh- I still believe in monogamy, yet I want to explore as well with somebody I trust. And um, Yeah, we're not looking to be, like, open. We've made that clear. Like, we're not, like, how there's people who are married, but, like, have an open marriage and date other people and like do it without their part. Like we're not interested in dating other people together or individually. Like we're no, it's no, something no. that we would like explore together and only together and only if we're both into it. And if not, then not that's, that's it. Not looking to be like a thruple or anything yeah. like that. Which you <laughs> not interested. Me I've been talking a lot. Do you want to say more? No. Okay. I'm tired. It's okay. So she, Stephanie helps me segue into other things. There's a lot of confusion now. So people who are kind of unsure that we, we know there's monogamy, but there's other things we all, and I'll discuss them. There's the concept. People know what open relationships are. Yeah. Polyamory. Polyamory and swinging. Now, a lot of these have negative connotations because, you know, immediately in our, oh, we, I've, I've encountered taboo. that. People, uh, again, refer to our, pod, our previous podcast. It's taboo. taboo. Yeah. It's deviant. There's something wrong with you. And it's like, first of all, don't be so judgmental. But second, okay, let me, let me, let me, uh, let's, let's kind of discern what the three are. Polyamory, the root word poly, more than one. Amorous is like amor. In Spanish, amor is love. You have more than one love. That's being romantically in with you. It's like if you had eight people and you were all in love and dating each other. 
Remember that BoJack episode? That's what makes me think of with that those eight dads. Yeah. And that's that that was a polyamorous marriage. There's eight, that's what that's what polyamory is. Think, Open, from my understanding. Were you gonna say something? I was like, I think people know. Okay, because sometimes, no, I feel like people are confused. Like, oh, oh my okay. God, are you guys open? Are you swinging? Uh, open is where you're essentially in a marriage or a, a long-term relationship, and you might have, like, a side person. You fuck other people on the side or whatever. But not necessarily together. Yeah, without your partner. You can do that without your partner. Like how some people have the thing, like, oh, on business trips, you know, don't ask, don't tell. You can sleep with other people. Like, I hear that's a comment. Like, that's, like, open. That's an example mm-hmm. of being open. Yeah. And then swinging... Has a negative connotation because even for me when I was growing up, I, I think of that episode of that '70s show and that Bob was like, "We're swingers." <laughs> and, and, I think of Austin Powers. Yeah, and they and they freak out. I was like, "What's a swinger?" And my parents were like, "Hee hee hee." Like, <laughs> to to my understanding, people can correct me if I'm wrong, but I understand you're primarily monogamous and you experiment together with your partner and you with other people. Yeah, that's our understanding of it. Like we don't you don't date other people, you don't do anything without your partner. It's exclusively with your partner and it's usually just a sex act and you move on. Like you're not like that's why I said like not like a thruple because there's all this kind of like gray area here. Yeah, so and she's right, gray area. And so I want to sometimes people again I want, I guess I want to challenge people to like, you know, it's okay if you're, I, I'm not judging which whatever one you want. If you want to be poly, you want to be open, like. It's you, just your preference. It's your yeah. preference, right? Um, and neither of us want an emotional connection with anyone but each other, but we're down to explore physically with someone else as long as we're always together and always in agreement. I think that that's our personal agreement as a couple. That's right. I couldn't be open. I'm the jealous type. I just don't want to. I'm not like that. No, I'm, I'm, I'm very I'm traditionally monogamously minded I'm a serial monogamous like if I love someone like I would rather all in with one person like I, I'm not even interested do yeah. I still find other people attractive yeah but I'm like I have I genuinely just have no interest in dating multiple people or investing in also that just sounds exhausting like, what the hell it's hard oh, enough yeah. to have a partner and friends sometimes I'm like I don't have the time <laughs> who has the time for multiple partners yeah. they're actually dating that sounds awful <laughs> That's pre- just that's just me. Sorry, it's your preference. Yeah, it's my preference. Yeah, I personally could not do it. Don't, no desire. And a lot of times, I remember this. There was that one woman who did a TED talk, and she was, she was like, "There's people who are very, very militantly monogamous, and they're very judgmental towards people who may not be." And my her response to that, she was like, "Oh yeah, I've been monogamous in all three of my marriages." And the thing is, it's like truly, you know, like there's. I don't think there's such thing as purely. Someone who's purely monogamous. Like, I thought this hypothetical, like, I could date someone every week and have sex with them and say I'm monogamous with them, but does that make me monogamous? I mean, by title, maybe, but are you really monogamous? No, we all were human beings. I remember this other podcast I was listening to, this guy, Aubrey Marcus. He's a brilliant man, and he's like, human beings are very, our DNA, we're very closely related to bonobo chimps, and they're not monogamous by nature. It's just these social constructs, these social norms that we built around, and anyone who's not monogamous, it's weird, it's unusual, it's like, what the, there's something deviant, there's something wrong with it, I could talk about that forever, and I had those notions as well, too, and because it was, it was, it was fear of the unknown, like, what, what are these people doing, there's something wrong, they're, you know what I mean, and it's like, no, they're not, like, it, it is, it is feasible, it's doable, you just need to have trust with the right people, and you, and you need to figure out what you like, 
And you need to be on the same page, obviously. That goes for anything, though. It goes for marriage or kids or if you want a house or if you want to travel the world. Like, it's like any other aspect of a relationship. You have to be honest with yourself about what you want and honest with your partner and hope that your partner is also honest with themselves and honest with you. Like, that's what's going to make or break you no matter what your preferences are. Mm -hmm. Look, we've done covered about 15 minutes already. Um, Hmm. I feel like if there's an audience here, like, can we have some questions? Um, but I, there's a reason. So what, what, this is the chance for me to be a little bit more vulnerable and open up. It's like, I like the concept of it because um, I've had experiences like that before where I've essentially had, um, I was dating a girl and we had sex with another couple that we knew and it was a great experience. It wasn't uncomfortable for me. There wasn't trust issues and, it you was, knew everyone, though. Like, yeah. you were close beforehand. Yeah, and so... It's not like they were strangers, I'm just saying, for the yeah, audience. Yeah, yeah. Like, and you, I you knew these people, you trusted them, your girlfriend knew them. Yeah, yeah, so there was some... Tr- and I like those experiences. Not me, by the way, this is someone else for it. And it, it, I think, for me, and, like, I don't know, like, I kind of get turned on with her, I'm thinking about her with other people a little bit, because it, if it makes her happy, if other people find her desirable and she's with me, that that's, turns me on. That's That's very... Um, exciting to me and it's a very human thing to, to like that you know so that's what I want to known have. as compersion compersion yeah <laughs> I do like getting joy out of watching someone else you love get joy uh, yeah that you're not actually benefiting from that it's it's the opposite of jealousy like I had to look Same. up the word so it's the exact opposite of jealousy compersion is like you love them you trust them and you're happy that they're happy it's a little bit of ego too because um, I think she's hot she's sexy who, me? Yes. <laughs> and I like seeing, and I know Thank it's you. like, oh, other people, either girls or guys find her hot and desirable. It's like, that turns me on because she's, she's with me. So that, that's, that's why it's like, yeah, I, it's I nice like to that. know your partner's desirable. I do. And it's like, the way I, I share this is like, I'll tell this people, I've always wanted to know if anyone's ever going to question me and kind of be like, well, how dare you blasphemy? Or are you a heretic? It's like, okay, well, let me ask you this. Do your parents have more than one kid? Do you have a brother or sister? Do you ever go to your parents and you go, how could you have another kid? Why, why do you have another sibling? Am I Some en- people do act like that. <laughs> yeah, and like there's that phrase, am I enough? What do you mean? En- of course you're enough, right? How, could you, how come you had my brother or my sister? Am I not enough for you? Am I not enough child for you? That's ridiculous, right? No, you go, you know what? If if I ever have more than one kid, it's like you know we love you in your in, in your own way. We love you all equally. No one ever questions that. Stephanie and I have more than one friend. We don't ever do your friends or you ever go up to your friends and be like, well, how could you have more than one friend? Am I not enough friend for you? You have a friend. <laughs> Am I not enough friend for you? How, how could you have? I should be your only friend. No, when it comes to siblings, when it comes to friendships, nobody's monogamous. I'm not, a, I'm not monogamous when it comes to friends. We have more than one friend. So when it comes to sexual experiences, and how can you, then all of a sudden it's different because there's all this jealousy and ego involved. I'm so insecure. How could they take, a lot of, not all the time, but a lot of times that is. Like I have to examine, am I insecure? Am I jealous? Oh, this person's going to leave me. I'm not enough for them. And it's like, you take a step back and it's like, that's, for the most part, if you have trust, that's not going to be the case. But it's also just preference, like we said. I don't want to just make it seem like whoever's not comfortable with that is automatically means they're insecure, because no. that's not true. No, no, that's the... Yeah, I got to use the word caveat. 
You know, when, like when you're in college and everyone, you learn what the word... I just don't want people listening to think like, oh, if I'm not comfortable with it, I must be insecure. Because that's not necessarily no. the case. Oh, no, no, no. Let me let me put the disclaimer. That's I was kind of... She's right. It's leading in there. It's like, no, it doesn't... It's preference. It always comes yeah. back to what somebody is comfortable with. You and can trust someone and still like be like, no, this isn't for me. Right. And so that's, that's kind of where we, you know, it's a good balance of that too. It's always preference. Like... Um, also, from things I've read, jealousy is perfectly normal in relationships. In fact, it's actually kind of a bad sign if you don't have it. Because it's like jealousy is an indicator that you care. It's it's like anything else, like anger or sadness. It just depends what you do with it. Hopefully, you don't go all Joe Goldberg on people, just referencing you, because I know it just came out. But You the show. Because <laughs> that's what he does. He gets, obviously, his character is like a sociopath, but he gets obsessed with people. He gets jealous to the point of literally murdering people. So don't go there but if you have a little bit of jealousy it's okay it's an indicator that you care about someone that you have feelings for them like that's that's a good sign to recognize it does not necessarily like oh i'm just insecure jealousy is bad no she's right i completely concur with that i was just researching that last night actually because i was curious and that's what i read and i was like i agree with that that was like on a no, psychology I I, journal I, i'm not gonna i, I don't want to uh, like we say things aren't good and bad like jealousy is yeah. not bad quote unquote i don't want to be dishonest like i would you know i'm sure if we go to this thing tonight and depending on what happens i'll get a little i'll get territorial i'll get a little bit jealous and i think i'll make sure that's any very that's a very primal reaction and that's that's fine that's it's, understandable. it's a healthy emotion still to have you it don't is. have to like you know turn it off no um i actually again towards the end of this like I, I talked to my therapist about hey we're going to like a little a sex club where there's swinging and you, you don't have to and what's cool about this club is there's no obligation to do anything like you can of just course, yeah. you can be voyeuristic you can set your boundaries they're very big on boundaries and everything like that and I kind of asked my therapist like you know why again he kind of helped me explore and he's like just what he said he's like just have fun you know he didn't judge me he's like what you're deviant he didn't try to diagnose me with some sexual deviant you know what I mean he just, again, was very encouraged. Like, go enjoy yourselves, have fun. Whatever emotions you experience, don't judge it. Just let it happen. Sit with it. If you feel a little bit jealous, if you feel excited, if you feel both at the same time, just sit with it and explore it, and it's okay. And I think that coincides with what you just said. It's like, if you feel jealousy, that's normal, that's healthy. You're going to be a little yeah. bit territorial, and that's why there's trust. But ultimately, the point of this is not to be deviant or anything or to make anyone comfortable. It's that... As human beings, we're very sexual in nature, and to suppress those things, you know what I mean? To suppress it and not explore it, you're really deprived. I think, in my opinion, you're, you're, you're missing out and you're depriving yourself of, of experiences that can be very enjoyable. And if anything, my belief is that, and I think the guy who runs the, this club, I actually listened to his podcast, and he's in therapy too. Apparently, swinging can actually build trust with you because if you can have these experiences, and still, you know, I, I don't know if you can hear that, those sirens, but <laughs> I hear it. <laughs> that's very typical in, in LA. But anyway, you, it can actually build trust. It can, it can be a bond and something that you can, yeah, grow together with and share. That's what I ultimately want deep down. But everything <laughs> I've read too, what I keep saying to Eric is like, you need to have a pretty solid foundation and trust before you do something like this like it can't be like you know some people look at like marriage or a kid or moving in together or something like this as a way to save their relationship and I would advise against any of those things red flag like don't look for anything Amen. extreme to save your relationship because I think it'll blow it up and that's part of where my 
my concern comes from like this week at like I had to have talks with Eric where I was like I kind of changed how I feel about this because I've just I've never done it and I just want to make sure it is something we can enjoy and have fun with and it's not something that like backfires on us so I'm just I'm I'm more cautious because I don't want it to go the opposite direction because it could happen it does happen I, to I people understand. and I got a little I was a little bit worried I got a little bit selfish and I she's very very right and let, let me I guess kind of I guess one of the last things I say is I think there might be a notion that once you once you adopt one of these lifestyles, be it swinging, open, polyamory, it does not mean you're signing a contract and you can never opt out. Yeah. These are things that you do together, and if she ever says or I ever say, you know what, I don't really want to do this ever or now ever or for again, a while, or, yeah. that needs to be respected, and that's okay. Yeah. You need to be okay with that. And I'm sure there's some times where I'll be like, you know, I'd don't really want to do that. I don't want to go to a swinging club this month. I just want to be us or whatever. And that's okay. Right? That's I think that might be the fear even that I had. It's like once you're once you're a swinger, always, you know, like no, that's not the case at all. You need to do it's just like any other thing you do in the bedroom together or whatever. It's like whatever you're comfortable with. And if you don't want to do that, it just being reasonable with one another and not getting upset with the other person. That's the bigger thing. I agree. Hmm. I'm smiling at her. Hmm. I'm tired. It's been a hard week. It's been a really hard week. I've been up since like 3 a.m. We'll see if I even have the energy for it tonight. (laughs) Go home, take a big nap. About half an hour here. So, takeaways. I hope you question yourself. (laughs) Think about it on the car ride home. Just be more open-minded, I guess. Like challenge your own beliefs and you don't have to like force yourself to do something you're uncomfortable with but even if just the thought of some of these things make you uncomfortable i would encourage you to ask yourself why and just to explore that even if you're single just explore it on your own why is the thought of it uncomfortable is it because you genuinely don't like it or because society as a whole programmed you to feel like oh how could someone do something like that exactly i was just gonna say that (laughs) she said that very very well i'll just i just want to echo because she she said it better than i could say it but (laughs) exactly i don't want you to you are entitled to do whatever you feel comfortable with and i encourage anyone be it sex or whatever it is politics religion Ask yourself why until you can't ask why anymore. Why why don't I want to do I I have this desire to to maybe swing, but what you might judge yourself. What if I'm dirty? What if there's something wrong with me? What, what if, if I, my friends judge me? What if my friends judge me? Like I, like trust me, we there was a little bit of hesitation like if we're going to put this out. What do people think of us? What if they like we're all of a sudden ostracized by people? And you know what? I don't want to lie. I want to be honest and transparent. So people who can see me who really am, I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not embarrassed. This is who I am. We're I'm not have, doing anything like illegal. You know what I mean? No like one's it's, getting hurt. There's nothing wrong with what we're doing. Ask yourself that. Um, figure it out. Like I, I hope so because it's fun. It can be scary because it can challenge your core beliefs that you maybe had. But are you afraid of what your friends or your family? Like I hear that a lot. My, my family. What am I? Fa- and if you, it just depends. So I just that's that's the. I hope the takeaway that's that's benefited me, and I hope that can benefit you, the listener. I'm pretty sure my parents have swung. <laughs> I could see that. Don't, I could see your dad. I could see your dad doing that. I'm so sorry if any of my family members are listening, but it came to light to me a couple years ago. I'm pretty sure my dad directly told me, "Sorry, Dad, if you ever stumble upon this, I don't 
think you listen to podcasts, but if you do, and if, or if someone tells you, I am so sorry, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure you told me once, whether or not you remember it, that you and mom, um, <laughs> should I even say the rest, <laughs> hired a lady of the night. That's what I was told. And I was like, okay, I need to leave this conversation. <laughs> That's another topic too. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right. I, I support I support prostitution as long as you're 18. As long as you're I, I do too. I just said like, because it is illegal, that's why I was like, I don't know if I should put this out there. Maybe we should cut this part out of the podcast. I don't no, want to get my parents in no, trouble. Is, no. I, I can neither confirm nor deny. It. Maybe it was a rumor. I don't know for sure. Okay, no, there was a rumor that my parents did this. The rumor came from my fun. parents. My parents have accidentally put me in their sex thread at least three times in my adult life. Nice. I've showed it to you. <laughs> the like, my mom will send something to my dad and be like, it, she forgets that it's the text thread that I'm on too. She'll send like a picture of like a dirty outfit and be like, can't wait to wear this for you later tonight. And then she'd be like, whoops, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but I usually respond Good at this. Them. That's what I say. I actually respond at this point. I'm an adult and it's never anything of them. So I don't see like inappropriate pictures of my parents. So I usually just respond and I'm like, I literally said to her the last time that happened, I was like, mom, I'm glad you and dad are still keeping it spicy at your age. Like it doesn't even bother me, but just like be careful if you send the text to me or not next time. Good for them. Sounds like they're <laughs> keeping it. And see, look, Good that's, job, there's, mom a and dad. Case, there's a case, there's a case that proves our point. Like her parents, you know, our parents are older, almost twice her age. Mine and have been it's like, like 30 years. If you too. can keep stuff spicy by getting, you know, if you want to have a third person in there and it, you're comfortable and you have trust and that makes your sex life better so it doesn't dwindle out and you like want to stay with your partner, you know, the, then what's wrong with indifferent. that? Indifferent. That's great. Let me share some. I remember in social psychology, really briefly, I remember my professor said the two reasons that couples just. Studies have shown that they, they fall apart for two reasons. One, short-term reasons. They fight within the first two years and they can't get along. But the other one was indifference. It usually happens after 10 years, give or take, because couples become indifferent. They become bored. And there's going to be lulls in, in, a, in a relationship. That is normal and healthy. That means things are they're at homeostasis. You're normal. And it's if you want to spice things up and like enjoy yourselves, there's nothing wrong with that. Just talk it out with your partner. Um, yeah, like I was married and the marriage died because there was no sex life. So I can vouch to that. So that's I'm, a thing. I'm not a sex therapist. Again, I wanted to say this the last, last podcast. I'm not a medical professional, you know, licensed mental health therapist. Just, go, I Me always either. encourage you go to, if you need real help or advice or there's something that's really kind of hitting you. You know, always Google seek... Google is your friend. <laughs> always seek, uh, your aunt's Facebook is your friend. Always seek, you know, professional advice. Always go to a mental health therapist or... I, I just... That's always what I would encourage you to do. Anyway. Next time we record, we'll be... Well, we're doing this every two weeks. So, as we record this, we're going tonight. By the time this comes out, we'll have gone. So, then there'll be another week or so in between. And the next one we record, we'll, we'll let you know how our experience was. Mm-hmm. Tell you all about it. Because it'll be our first time that either of us <clears throat> does something like this. Like, it's it's like an actual sex party it's a halloween one too which is cool like it's it's october right now so like women have to wear costumes which i'm excited about because i love halloween and that actually added a layer of comfort for me because it's like a layer of child childishness to still dress up and then the guys like for eric he has to wear like a mask and a blazer and i think it'll be kind of cool nice okay that's all i have to say um okay thanks for listening (laughs) i've been singing all morning
That's it. I was thinking of some sort of witty way to end it, but okay. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening.